Hello. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. Hi, also. <laughs> I am Alan, and as you've already heard, joined by Brent and Ski. Nod. Uh, that's us. <laughs> to- I'm Ski. That's Brent over there. Nod. <laughs> Today we are going to be doing season four, episode 14, <laughs> Love Me Tender. That is the official name of this episode. I still call it Special Ed. <laughs> And uh, we'll be doing our normal format today, you know, Ski doing our recap, Yay. all of us doing our uh, you know, MVPs and rating out of eight slices of cheesecake as we, you know, continue on that journey to get the best mm-hmm. episode of all time. Yeah. Um, now, before we kick it off, though, I did have uh, a few uh, interactions from, from mm-hmm. our listeners, Okay. You know, nice. which we're very lucky to have the, the awesome away. listeners that we do have. We are. Um, first off, not I... a bad one in the bunch. Oh, definitely not. Not, the, not we've come across for sure. First off, I have one from uh, Numi. Oh, know, our, our welcome back again. Easily our MVP international listener. Yeah. Maybe our MVP overall, actually. I listener think she, emeritus. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe Numi was the first one to ever reach out to she us. She was, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's a very, uh, very warm place in our hearts. Um, mm-hmm. But she was uh, commenting on a recent episode, the uh, the IES or, or the We Have No Havanas oh, episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and she said, uh, did you know or did you think – that there's a Swedish version of Yes, We Have No Bananas? Yes, there is. Nice. Is it from an 80s kids show? Yes. Is, it one, is one of them dressed as a monkey with a t-shirt and the other one a version of Tarzan? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of this... Uh, Sounds exotic. The name of this this song is... Now, again, this is Swedish, yeah. um, but it's a Dom Har Inga Bananer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that one more time? Uh, Dom Har Inga Bananer. <laughs> and then... Uh, she says kind of the same lyrics. It has an intro, like a talking intro, which I listened to it, um, and she gave a rough translation uh-huh. for it. But uh, do you remember when uh, we were out of bananas? No banana, no banana chips. Even the pickled bananas were out. And then the song kicks in, and the general song is a banana ray or banana air, whatever. Um, ben Arn, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. It's probably. Uh, went to town to buy bananas. In the fruit store window was a sign saying, No bananas today. We have bird seed, waffles, pink slippers, ugly yellow tulips, and gloves for baboons, but no <laughs> bananas today. That is an <laughs> interesting combination. Right. And um, did you say pickled bananas? <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was in the intro that they were talking that about sounds, the yeah. time that they were out. And sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, pickled bananas does sound awful. Um, I'm showing Brent and Ski a little picture here oh, of wow. the, the two gents <laughs> who sang this song in the 80s. Yeah, that they're a handsome, handsome pair of fellows. Yeah, the one almost looks like the Bloodhound Gang guy, <laughs> yeah. and the other one looks like a Daryl Hall or John Oates. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's accurate. John Oates. It looks like John Oates. So yeah, so I, I did listen to the song, and it actually is great. I would, yeah. I would highly recommend it. Again, mm-hmm. Dom D O M Har H A R Inga I N G A Bananer B A N A N E R. So if you'd want to check it out, I, I'd recommend it. It was yeah. a, a solid little song, especially once you get past. The intro, because obviously, as you know, being that I do not speak Swedish, I don't get anything out of the actual, uh, yeah. you know, words themselves. Yeah. But the but the song is actually pretty solid. Nice. <laughs> it was enjoyable. Nice. Um, we um, so we're here in Indiana, and during certain months of the year, you know, you just drive around and you see like small produce stands on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot of tomatoes and corn and different things like that. Uh, I'm using this tone for our listeners, not for the two of you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you guys are well aware of what I'm speaking of. No, no, you have to fill them in. You know, they're not, okay. most of our listeners Farms, are not from Indiana. you say. Well, you're looking at me like, oh, tell me more about this. 
<laughs> I'm barely paying attention to you. Okay. I'm just I'm giving you two a heads up that okay. I'm not not telling stories out of school here. <laughs> you, you know what I'm going on about. Um, so yeah, you drive around and you see these little produce stands and you know the tomatoes and the corn and whatever. And I remember a few years back I was driving by what is a big sign that said local produce um, and then they had like bushels of bananas <laughs> amongst their stuff <laughs> and I was like I don't think local, those bananas huh? are anywhere near here <laughs> you got that shit at Aldi's and you were just reselling it <laughs> you know what you gotta do what you gotta do to make a buck in this economy <laughs> maybe it was really interesting corn <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't want any corn that's grown in that shape. A <laughs> um, couple more to, to mention. Um, we got a, a message from CJ suggesting that we watch a show called, um, well, Superman and Lois. Oh, yeah. Is it good? Uh, yeah, he, he really enjoys nice. it. When I first heard, when he first mentioned I was thinking of Lois and Clark, yeah, yeah. obviously from years uh-huh. ago with Dean Cain. Yeah. But no, I guess this is a completely new show, yeah. and, and he, he definitely recommends I, it. I added it to my, my queue on the HBO Max, um, but I've not you know taken the plunge. Well, he so. says that it's only distributed by CW, not produced. Like, it's not in that same vein of the CW, mm-hmm. DC shows, which, gotcha. I, you know, those have a big following in and of themselves, but yeah. I don't think they probably would hit my, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's not like in the Arrowverse or whatever they yeah, call it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's another one. Uh, that I said we'd give it a, try to give it a mm-hmm. watch at some point. Yeah, I, I kick myself for not starting that up. Like, Green Arrow is my favorite DC character, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't start watching Arrow because it just looked like, you know, a CW show. Right. I was like, well, I'm not in the market for, you know, teen melodrama or mm-hmm. whatever. And I regret it because it's supposedly really good. And now it's branched off to all these other shows and everything. And it's just, it's too late for me to jump on that, you know, bandwagon. I wonder how many episodes you'd have to catch up on. I wonder how much Mary Tyler Moore you'd have to skip in order. <laughs> well, well, it's not just that. It's like, it was like, I don't know, there's that in The Flash and I think another show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all these, uh, like Legion's Tomorrow may be part of it as well. Oh, so okay. there's like four or five shows, but there's crossovers and everything. And it's like you'd have to like know, okay, well, now that I'm in season two of this, I need to start up this other oh, okay. show. That way I can come together when they do their crossover here. And then there's he, just way too much legwork. Supergirl and stuff too in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Supergirl's part of it now. And now, do you know, do they all, because that's one thing that's interesting about DC. I mean, Marvel has it a little bit too between Netflix, although I think now Marvel's all consolidated for new mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But the you know older stuff, you know, you had some stuff that was on Freeform and some stuff that mm-hmm. was on you know came out on hulu and and none of it was necessarily yeah. mm-hmm. you know related to each other per yeah. se um and i know dc has a kind of similar thing like you have a lot of stuff on hbo max that's come out mm-hmm. then the cw stuff and then some stuff that was on the network like yeah. i don't can't remember which network offhand mm-hmm. do you know is all that stuff related or do they try to relate a lot of that stuff to each other a lot of it is like i think like arrow started it i think like arrow flash like Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl may all be in the same, you know, universe. universe. Yeah. yeah. But like Gotham is not part of that. Oh, and that was and, on Fox. Yeah. yeah. And Pennyworth, I guess, is not part of that. Mm. I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. That one. I'll let, you know, CJ. That's about weigh Alfred, in. I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's about the exciting world of buttling. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. There's this whole upstairs, downstairs thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like it's Downton Abbey, basically. Just exactly. At, at more modern times. Yeah. Um, um, you know, um, Alfred's arch enemy, the Countess Dowager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's he's wise to her. Right. 
That's one of my favorite jokes you've said on this podcast. <laughs> Do you know how I know that joke? No, how? <laughs> so, so it's one of my favorite jokes. Am I about to find out you stole it? <laughs> it's, I've not seen Downton Abbey, okay? Um, but there was an episode of uh, Raising Hope. Um, the character Frank. Uh huh. He was talking about watching Downton Abbey, and he's like, that Countess Dowger's playing a cruel game <laughs> or something. So that's where I knew the name from. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I did watch Downton Abbey. I never saw, we never saw the movie, but Sharon okay. and I did watch the whole series of yeah. it. And, you know, it was it was good British melodrama type yeah. stuff and uh-huh. just enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, you definitely pulled that one out of left field. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> So. Yeah. Raising so. Hope was pretty funny too. Yeah, oh yeah, Raising Hope was great. Did you guys, so, do you guys start watching My Name Is Earl or Raising Hope with the kids? Or? Not yeah. We're we're still finishing up Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. Um, we're I think at the last episode of season six, so we have okay. one more season to go on that. Mm-hmm. And we've got just this laundry list of different shows that we're mm-hmm. debating about for yeah. the next one. I think Shit's Creek is going to be our next one with mm-hmm. them. Um, but Raising Hope's high on there. My Name Is Earl would be high mm-hmm. up there. We've never watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, but my sister's a huge fan, mm-hmm. so that one's up there on the list. So you know, luckily the kids are thirteen, ten, and seven, so we've got some years yeah. to <laughs> get through some I more stuff with them. Brooklyn Nine Nine, we watched the first three seasons, maybe maybe four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're going to go back and start that at the beginning mm-hmm. and watch it all the way through and catch up on the stuff we we didn't see okay. here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely highly recommend just doing a back to back. My name is Earl Raising Hope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because um, we did that um, during the lockdown and everything. We I think we did it backwards. That we did Raising Hope first, and then My Name Is Earl. Oh, okay. And I really wish we would have gone sequentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, both really really good. Are they connected somehow? Or They're in the just... same universe. And okay. I have um, no idea. A that. lot of the same actors are in both, and a lot of the same locations are in both. But I don't believe any of the characters are in both. Okay, I gotcha. So they're not in the same universe, but they're in parallel universes. Well, like um, like Chubby's The Strip Club is in both. Oh, okay. And um, like Earl lives in Camden County, and the uh, uh, Raising Hope, they reference going to Camden County. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah, so you should watch that with, with your uh, grandson, since there he's Camden also. That's true. <laughs> yes. Anyways, but yeah, a couple other things to mention. Did you have something you wanted to add before I did? I was going to oh. ask also, just like, do you know if they had uh, overlapping writers and stuff, or? Yeah, um, it's Greg Garcia. He so did both, both yeah. uh, makes mm-hmm. sense yeah. then. And uh, Tim Stack was in both mm. um, as well. Uh, I think because he played himself in both. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah, we also got a message from uh, Jennifer Balbo. Okay. Uh, she appreciated that we uh, that we pronounced her name correctly. Okay. Uh, which yes. I you know was happy about that. She's, Alan was up all night pronouncing. Right. Jennifer. Yeah. What's that? Jennifer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's a complicated one. It's got a lot of syllables. Um, <laughs> uh, but she said that uh, she's uh, 50, no kids, been singing in bands since she was 16, and uh, pretty much only listens to pods that have that explicit tag on them. Oh, nice. Um, and that uh, she's immature as well, and to keep up the hilariousness. Nice. And I said, you know, that... She's our target demographic. Exactly. Yeah. I said, I'm glad we didn't uh, butcher her name and that immaturity is definitely our specialty. So it seems we've got a good match between the two. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, And then one other one to mention today, and that is uh, we have not gotten a recent new review on iTunes. So if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, we certainly appreciate it if you do. Um, But we did get an updated review. I didn't know you could update reviews. Really? Unfortunately, 
I don't want to say unfortunately because that sounds bad. It wasn't the bad one that got updated. It was uh-huh. a good one, but it was still positive. <laughs> he knocked it down. <laughs> it, it did not knock it down. Um, it was five. Yeah. Now it is three stars. In hindsight, <laughs> so, so this I gave them too much credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought they were. I thought they were so smart. They were stupid. Turns out they're just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> one star. Um, <laughs> fool me once. Exactly. Shame on me. Fool me eighty-five times. Shame on you. Um, <laughs> or I guess the other way around, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, no, uh, Trisha P. updated hers. Okay, nice. And she said, uh, just like the first time, still talking about butt stuff. <laughs> 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 I, I, she, I see you sure know how to woo a gal. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cut of her jib. <laughs> um, so today is September 2nd, so I don't know when this will get read. So yeah. now you know, uh, November 8th. <laughs> so that gives you, or no, November 15th. 15th yeah. yeah, the 15th. So about a two month turnaround time or so. Yeah. <laughs> Just a solid 10 weeks. Yeah. To- <laughs> And she said, so, uh, hello, thanks, Moss. Uh, y'all are awesome sauce. Port on infectious laughter. Signed, uh, Geechee Girl from Chucktown. Okay, so, nice. Yeah. Where's Chucktown? I, I think the Charleston. Okay, yeah. nice. So. South Carolina? Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay. Yep. Very fun. And she said, P.S., yep, I'm still listening. Nice. So, yeah, I think we had mentioned out there, because, you know, we have a handful of people yeah. that have left us uh, reviews in the past mm-hmm. and whatnot that we just wanted her still out there. And so, yeah. yes, Trisha is still listening, or, or Geechee Girl. Um, yeah. So. Wonder, wonder well, if Pick Me you. is still out there. Thank you to What's all. That? Pick Me is he still I out there. I doubt it. I highly doubt Pick Me still listening. I think Pick Me picks podcasts to listen mm-hmm. to to do on his podcast, um, and then mm-hmm. probably has to move on <laughs> because mm-hmm. I just don't see too it. many at some point. Yeah, right? like I would yeah. say after you've done I don't know three or four episodes and you've amassed nine uh-huh. or twelve podcasts <laughs> that you're yeah. got to be out of capacity to continue probably. to listen. But that's okay. We appreciated the you know. Yeah, maybe that's how uh, Florida Man on Florida Man found us. It could be. Yeah, <laughs> the maybe, pick me. Th- there's a very good chance of that actually. Now that you mm-hmm. say it, um, there's a couple other podcasts that we mutually follow as well. Yeah. So, yeah, they could have found us a multitude multitude of ways. But that would have been a that'd be a pretty good guess. Mm-hmm. That was my first guess. Um, probably my second guess as to how they found us was um, all the promotion we did on uh, recordpod.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I read an article, and I was thinking, it, it's it's not exactly, it's not related, but it just tangentially is what I think would happen to us if we ever decided to invest money in uh-huh. advertising. Uh-huh. This farmer, I can't remember where, but I want to say it was in New England. Uh-huh. Um, he had posted, like, spent $500 to post an ad looking for someone to run his... Uh, his produce stand mm-hmm. and no one applied. <laughs> and I think that's probably the same yeah. success we'd have with uh-huh. our paid advertising <laughs> if we ever did. <laughs> we'd, we'd get no bump, um, uh-huh. but our bottom line would get even lower <laughs> than it already is. <laughs> so anyways, but yeah, I think uh, that covers all that stuff. And so now I'm ready to hand it over to ski so that he can start our recap for this episode. righty, I think I'm, um, our bottom line is directly proportional to how low our standards go. <laughs> wow. That's a low line then. Dragging some bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need to hear about your Nicole's weekend plans. Hey, hey now. <laughs> we just talked about butt stuff again. So oh, that's just, true, yeah. Just a, just a nod back to that. Yeah, we should try to include a little butt stuff in every episode. I'm for... so glad you mentioned Nicole and, and not his daughter's drunk friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he's the one who didn't mention her this time. <laughs> Goodness. 
Season four. Mm-hmm. Episode 14. Right. Mm-hmm. Entitled Love Me Tender. Mm-hmm. Or Special Ed. Yeah. Yes. Special Ed, as I like to call it around my house. Uh, air date was uh, February 6th, back in 1989. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by Richard. February 6th? Yeah, it was a weird date. Like, one was the fourth, and the next one was the sixth. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I'd be curious to find out what was happening that they had less than a week in between. Because then after that, the air dates go back to the normal, (laughs) you know, situation. Maybe there was some sort of an event going on that preempted one. Maybe it was, uh, like, Monday night football, Monday night Golden Girls. Yeah, it could be. Who knows? Um, I mean, (laughs) February could have been around Super Bowl time, uh, presumably. So maybe there was something that... That's possible, yeah. um, I mean, so... February 4th would have been a, is a normal episode on Saturday. Right. So this one would have been on a Monday. Yeah, something odd. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, and I would, going forward, like, is the next one Then on it's Saturday back to, like, again? the normal Saturday, yeah, seven days or whatever. Like, the normal schedule mm-hmm. that it would be after that. Hmm. But Interesting. Unusual. Indeed. Mm-hmm. But uh, February 6th, 1989, by, uh, written by Richard, I think it's V-A-C-Z-Y, Vaxi, and uh, Tracy Gamble. And back to directing by Terry Hughes. Thank goodness. We need these three acts again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we, these button scenes. <laughs> we open in the living room. Uh, Dorothy is pacing behind the couch waiting for uh, her date to arrive, who is already a half hour late. All right. Uh, Sophia and Blanche are sitting on the couch. Blanche says that, you know, she shouldn't really wait more than 20 minutes per, you know, proper etiquette uh, for someone to arrive. And Sophia adds, well, she's already been waiting for six months. What's 30 more minutes, right? right? Dorothy comments about how much uh, she hates blind dates and tells her, tells her mother that she really wouldn't have even agreed to this if it wasn't her best friend's nephew, who happens to be a doctor. Sophia admits that eh, he wasn't available anymore, as he had apparently bought two wives from, a Philippine, from the Philippines, uh, one for formal occasions. Mm. <laughs> uh, we find out... I like a person who get, who's prepared, you know, for all yeah. eventualities. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, we find out that Sophia had uh, seen a dating ad on a bus that she dry, uh, rides on and had apparently set Dorothy up on uh, a, a truly blind date right. uh, with a stranger who you know was just kind of matched with her via computer. And uh, apparently she used a uh, picture, not of Dorothy, but one she got out of her wallet. Mm. Now, Ski and I were both in uh, long-term relationships really prior to the advent of online dating. Okay. Um, and, and with me, I, I was, like, I'm still with the, my high school sweetheart, if mm-hmm. you will. And so I've never really dipped my toe into that. But you, Brent, did mm-hmm. go through a brief period mm-hmm. of uh, online dating. Now, your current wife and, and the one who seems like your forever wife, mm-hmm. um, that was someone you met at work, correct? correct? And yeah. then the wife prior to that was someone you met in school. Not the wife prior, but your first wife was correct. prior. Uh-huh. But the middle wife was an online dating correct. match, right? Yes. And that is the biggest advertisement I can find for not doing online dating. Correct. <laughs> because that, that was certainly... I would say, you know, when I when I think about your situation, I look at your first wife as like, well, you were young, mm-hmm. you two maybe grew apart or whatever, mm-hmm. as people frequently do when they get together young. But overall, probably a lot of good times during during your yeah. relationship yeah. together. And your current wife, great match. You know, I think mm-hmm. she seems like a perfect match for you. Yeah. And I could definitely, uh, I would be really shocked if you mm-hmm. told me things went south with you yeah. two. Um, but that middle one, whew, mm-hmm. that, yes. was a, that was a rough one. So yeah, it was a rough two years for yeah. everybody. It, it does make me feel like that if anything crazy would ever happen between Sherry and I, 
I don't know. I guess I'd have to start going to grocery stores and whatnot because I don't know <laughs> <laughs> the online dating thing would work for me. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. I'm going straight Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> oh man, that's no the... attachment, nothing else. Just you know, bumping the ugly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, you bringing that up. <laughs> um, so Ski's wife recently was. Uh, we were talking to her. I can't remember where Ski was at during this conversation. Uh, maybe she had stopped by to drop something off. Um, Nicole, she's you know one of our best friends also. Uh, but she was saying, telling us how. Now, she is a very, very different person than me. Like, mm-hmm. she's extremely outgoing, very friendly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Totally things that you're not. No. Well, <laughs> the outgoing part definitely is not me. And she's someone who is not real comfortable just sitting by herself. Like, she mm-hmm. likes to have a lot of human interaction. Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. a very important thing to her. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me the story about how she got on Tinder because she got bored at uh, while waiting for their <laughs> at their daughter. She was going to like a military school mm-hmm. for for the last three years of high school, and she was there for some reason, but she couldn't be with the daughter at the time because of whatever the lights out type yeah. rules. Mm-hmm. And so she just got bored in her hotel, so she decided to download Tinder, not realizing, mm-hmm. I guess, at least this well, is she says, uh-huh. not realizing that it was a hookup app uh-huh. and just this, you know, this is apparently Tinder before Tinder became like a big thing. Yeah, I mean I but yeah, it, was it wasn't a, super a thing well that known. It's used for, right? Oh, oh, I'm sure. So, well, it was <laughs> it wasn't like it was DoorDash originally. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the way it picked like she had never heard of it, right? Mm-hmm. And the way it kind of painted itself was, "Hey, are you looking for someone to just hang out with as a friend?" Mm. Right? It is not that. <laughs> right, not yeah. That. I it, still wonder if like <laughs> She's I pers- like, and I learned that after swiping right 37 times. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's like, I felt guilty when they came over to the hotel and expected sex. I didn't want to let them down. I mean, I'm a, I'm a congenial host. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't cruise all the way to southern Indiana to make somebody mad. <laughs> Northern. <Yeah>. Northern. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know that. It was something where I was like, there is no story that she's ever told that paints the differences between us more starkly than that one. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I was that hanging she out. She sought out people just because she was like alone yeah. for a, a few hours. Really. Right, exactly. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm so bored and lonely <laughs> that I'm going to find strangers. And I'm like, oh, that would be fucking heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my wife's um, with our youngest at a Girl Scout camp this weekend. Oh, okay. And so they left at three o'clock this afternoon. Like, so they left like at two, whatever. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So like 30 minutes after they were gone, I was like, well, I'm good. And so I went out and I, you know, walked three miles (laughs) just (laughs) by myself, listening to my tunes. Um, I listened to a Grateful Dead concert and, you know, just walked around and everything. And I was happy and content. And uh, tomorrow morning, I've got until like two o'clock tomorrow afternoon when they get back. So it's like, oh, I'm going to get in a nice hike. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was. uh, So like just I can enjoy all that time just mm -hmm. by my lonesome. Yeah, and it's like I I enjoy spending time with my wife. I Mm -hmm. certainly, you know. I enjoy spending time around a lot of my family, you know, most of my family, you know, the kids, of course, and, and Sherry and the, uh, and my parents and sister and all that. I, I don't really have any family members I know of offhand that I'm like, oh, I hate yeah. hanging around that person. Yeah. Um, but I also really enjoy alone time mm-hmm. and it's a rare commodity um, yeah, to yeah. be sure. So yeah. Yeah, the idea that like you go somewhere and you have alone time uh-huh. and you just have to seek out to ruin someone. It. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like that is a as stark a comparison between her and I <laughs> as there <laughs> ever has been. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, Ski, I'll go ahead and turn that back over. Like, um, 
you know, I, I had this going on tonight and everything like that. And then I was like, well, you know, if Ski ends up bailing or something like that, I don't need a plan B. (laughs) 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 Staying home alone. That's That's, my new plan A. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, when you said 30 minutes after she left, I was thinking that, like, oh, so you just put your clothes back on (laughs) to come over for the podcast? And I do appreciate it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's why I still had the afterglow when I walked in the door. (laughs) And that distant look of the red cheeks. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Do I look a little clunky to you? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Just banging your clunky body against itself. <laughs> like an animal. Yeah. But not a lot of animals, because most animals can't pleasure themselves. They can't. No. They can't. There's a handful, though. Yeah. Dogs can, I guess. Oh, can they? Good for them. Uh, they're always licking themselves. So oh, I well. that's pleasurable. I don't know. I think they're just to like to clean themselves, but it doesn't they mean they don't enjoy the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I clean myself in the shower, and I enjoy it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Animals, they're like people. Exactly. <laughs> so, back to pleasure. Right. Uh, <laughs> pain. <laughs> Dorothy's waiting on this uh, blind date. Just found out her mom picked out a uh, dating ad from the from the bus. Yeah. Um, so now she's pretty nervous. Uh, the doorbell ring. <clears throat> excuse me. Doorbell rings, mm-hmm. and Blanche uh, kind of coaches Dorothy real quick on how to stand sexy to make a good first impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche opens the do- opens the door, and it's just Rose uh, who walks in carrying a very large box. Uh, she sees Dorothy's odd position and asks, "What's wrong with your hip?" Yeah. Uh, Dorothy explains, "Oh, I was hoping you'd be my date." And Rose, yeah, I thought very adorably responds, well, I'm busy tonight, but maybe next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche asks, you know, what is in the box? And Rose explains that uh, there are brochures for the Be a Pal program in which you uh, donate your time to helping uh, and mentoring motherless girls. Right. Uh, Blanche expresses her uh, interest in helping out as well, uh, but states that uh, she'd really want to see pictures of the fathers first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doorbell rings again, and Dorothy answers. A uh, short, kind of frumpy man introduces himself as Eddie. Dorothy apologizes that you know the picture her mother submitted was obviously not her, but Eddie says you know, he had realized that. Uh, then he comments that you know he's in a deep depression for over a year and a half now, mm. and that nothing's really going to phase him. Right. Uh, and then he he was also going to cancel this date, but the uh, his therapist would not let him, and that after being married for 25 years, his wife gave him a dear John letter. Uh, Rose comments, you know, how horrible that is that after all that time, she mm-hmm. never learned his name was Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of my favorite lines in the yeah. episode. Eddie looks at Dorothy and says, well, I guess I have to feed you. <laughs> yeah, I think that was my favorite line of the episode. <laughs> I really like that one, too. He then opens the door and uh, calls Dorothy by his ex-wife's name, Roberta. Uh, Blanche points out the error, and he sa- he simply responds, sure, rub my nose in it. <laughs> and then they exit. Then we change scene. Uh, we see uh, Rose is watering plants, and Blanche is making a list uh, with ideas for the Be a Pal program. Mm-hmm. But she kind of verifies that she's only committing to one afternoon per week. Yeah. Just to make sure. I have to tell you guys, if somebody asked me, why do you do this podcast? You know, the reason I would give is that I just want to make a difference in the lives of these youngsters. <laughs> I want to teach them. I want to mold them. I want to become a... Uh, a positive influence on every aspect of their young lives 
as long as it's only one night a week or one day a week. I'm positive <laughs> so. that you accomplished that, Alan. Mm-hmm. I'd say so, except for the young part. I don't know how many of the youngsters we've, we've roped in. I'm, I'm guessing thousands. <laughs> thousands? <laughs> <laughs> they just have found a way to listen without actually... Well, they, they uh, broadcast it. Oh. It's, so, I mean, it's basically a lot of schools, I'm guessing. <laughs> right over the loudspeaker. Yeah, throughout Like their the morning day. announcements. <laughs> They're just boosting our signal on their TikTok. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, We've been encouraged to to start a TikTok as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Numi started. A lot of people, I think that our, our episode finally hit where we mentioned about the Instagram. Oh, so okay. some of our longtime listeners have started following us on Instagram. Oh, nice. um, Welcome. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and Numi uh, was one of those, and she encouraged us to get a TikTok so uh, she could. You know what? Mm-hmm. If, if we decide to do that, I will charge that one oh, okay yeah only because it, i i think you, don't you need guys permission just both know mm-hmm. i hate social media in general but i will spearhead that just to piss off my daughter who <laughs> listens to tiktok all the time <laughs> yeah you do it i love her i mean don't get me wrong but right. i think it would be hilarious what do you so like you just show up in her feed like yeah getting ready to I would, podcast i would do my best <laughs> I, I think you should do it. So maybe it would take start. off. It would be crazy, yeah, right? It could be. Start the TikTok and run it and hop up in her feed and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Dorothy uh, walks in uh, wearing the same outfit from the I previous like, night. I like Ski, um, you know, sliding into his daughter's DMs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with a message about, you know. The Golden Girls? Yeah. <laughs> and about how cool it is to date your professors. <laughs> 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 I would not. I would not give that date or that that uh, message. Like season one, episode twenty. It'll change your life. Maybe that's what I'll entitle it. If, we have, if they have a channel, season one, episode twenty. Yeah. So hashtag Sophia's choice. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned. You you never know. We may end up on uh, on the TikToks here in the near mm-hmm. future. Yeah. Or maybe we're already there by the time you're listening to this. I've never used a hashtag in my life. Have you not? Mm-mm. Oh, it's a liberating experience. Yeah. I don't, do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even caption. Anything I post on the Instagram, there's no caption there. I caption most of the things that I put out there, yeah. um, but not, not every single one. I post an image and that's it. It's worth a thousand words. See, I do feel like I would probably post more frequently if I wasn't always trying to make an effort to put something in there that would be humorous or whatever See, like i overthink it it's freeing yeah i i don't do nothing and i don't want to if you use the hashtags you're just feeding the algorithm <laughs> and i'm not doing that now one advantage to I having some no kind of that i can't win one one advantage to having uh a, a, some kind of description of the uh picture or something uh-huh. or alt text as okay. the uh yeah. as the techies say it yeah is uh for people who cannot see but check out websites mm-hmm. they could actually read stuff to them mm-hmm. okay I'm not sure which percentage of our Instagram followers are <laughs> Instagram blind. Instagram seems yeah. <laughs> seems like a poor choice, I guess. Yeah. Probably, maybe John. Yeah, could be. <laughs> Blanche's a uh, date. Uh, so yeah, as I said, Dorothy uh, walks in wearing the yeah, same outfit. I just want to go on record as saying um, our Instagram is not ADA compliant. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose I should feel bad for that, but I don't. <laughs> wearing the same outfit from the previous night. Blance asks if she's uh, just getting home, and Dorothy responds that, you know, she woke up early and went jogging in a park with a very strict dress code. I thought that was a great line, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, She walks into the kitchen, and uh, then Sophia comes out and picks up the phone to call the cops, saying saying that Dorothy never came home last night. Blance tells her that, no, no, she just arrived and is in the kitchen. 
So they all walk in and ask Dorothy for details on the date. She explains that Eddie took her to a restaurant, uh, which was owned by his ex-wife and is actually even named Roberta's. Eddie then proceeded to beg his wife to come back to him, and after a while, uh, Dorothy also started to beg her to go back to him. Uh, they assume that she'll not be seeing him again, but Dorothy explains, no, no, I'll definitely be going to see him again. Sophia tells her that, you know, since it's been a while, maybe uh, she's forgotten how to differentiate a good versus bad date. That's a fair assessment. And then she kind of slaps her hand saying, this was a bad date. Bad, bad date. <laughs> uh, she tells him that uh, she had tried to com- comfort him the rest of the night, uh, but uh, and that, heck, she better go lay down because they'll actually be meeting for lunch later on. I mean, I don't know. I, th- I think it's a valid response on Dorothy's part. I mean, I think if we've learned anything that season, it's that, you know, she's better off with a man who's less than perfect than she is spending her time looking for a man who is. Exactly. <laughs> Blanche might say the same. Listen, that's the thing. is like you listen to this show, and there may be plenty of things about this show that you can, uh, you can listen to and be like, oh, that, that, that's, that's not great. But uh-huh. you know what? It's easier to keep listening than it is to switch to another podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. You got to learn the it's, people's names. How much easier is it to put like push subscribe versus, you know, going completely back out, mm-hmm. finding another one, trying to find out if they're better than us. Mm-hmm. Then you know, don't waste your time with that shit. Just keep listening to us. Exactly. Then you wonder, well, what happened in the next episode? What did I miss? Right. Exactly. We may not be Mr. Right, but we're Mr. Right now. God damn it. <laughs> so. Exactly. I'm sure, I don't know what percentage it is, but I'm sure there's a certain amount of the audience who's like, you know, I'm willing to put up with a little bit of Brent in order to get myself a lot of Alan. Oh, yeah. It's a low percentage. Let's be real honest, okay? I say, I don't know if if they're I... putting up with anybody, they're putting up with me. They're like, well... I'll power through that stupid <laughs> synopsis, but uh, if I can hear the funny guys, that's that's where the gems are. There's there's somebody out there who is like Alan's the yin to his yang or mm-hmm. whatever. There's somebody out there who just loves numbers and spreadsheets and stuff. Sure. And they are finishing out this podcast just because they are invested in what the final score is going to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because I'm sure you are that way. Like oh, if sure. you stumbled across this podcast you're like well now i gotta listen to all 180 in order to find Gosh, out what the final it. number is oh there's definitely an aspect of me like it's not so much the numbers part of it but i am a bit of a completionist mm-hmm. and there have been plenty of times where i've watched a show where i'm like i don't even care that much about this show but mm-hmm. you know what i'm already halfway through the season i might mm-hmm. as well finish it mm-hmm. and then i finish that season well i might as well watch the other six exactly. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> <laughs> What Alan's on is, you know, gets to the pearly gates. St. Peter's going to be like, so Alan, tell me, what was the biggest mistake of your life? And Alan's going to be like, oh, probably starting Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) There was. I'll I'll, I'll say, though. It's the show that never ends. (laughs) We... um, we did a while back give up on certain shows. Like okay. we did finally get to a point where we had taken on too many uh-huh. and then we really trimmed it back. And Grey's Anatomy was actually one of the casualties. <laughs> really? Yeah. So how many seasons did you make it before that? Uh, a dozen, 10 at least. Oh, okay. Um, but how many is it up to? Do you guys know? 17, 18, something like that. That's, yeah. that's a accomplishment. Law and Order SVU is another one that we uh, ultimately gave up on. See, I can't imagine what, I can't, anybody who has seen every episode of Law and Order SVU, mm-hmm. 
I just, I don't know, man. That's a lot of bad stuff you got yeah. in your head. Yeah, I'll agree. I agree, but it is a well-acted show. Um, yeah, yeah. I, but, I'm sure it's one of those things that there's probably overwhelmingly the episodes are good. You know, I can't imagine there's too many bum episodes of that. Mm. But, yeah, I just can't imagine. There's too much heavy lifting week it, after week. Yeah, there's definitely plenty of that for yeah. sure. Uh, but it's been a while. That's been another one where at the same time we'd kind of – and we are now better than we used to be. Mm-hmm. Like we, we definitely will – you know, have come across a show here and there where we're like, yeah, it's just not grabbing us. Mm-hmm. But then there's been some we've regretted. Like we were watching uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, which we mm-hmm. watched. We, you know, we're current on Walking Dead. We watched all of that up to this point, and we got maybe five episodes in, maybe not even that far before you're we like, yeah, this just isn't grabbing us in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same kind of story. But then I've talked to other people since then. They're like, yeah, it starts off slow, but then it's great and it's way better than the regular show is now. So wow. I'm like, you yeah, know, me and Nicole were watching that for a while, mm-hmm. and it. Honestly, we've we've abandoned both at this point. Mm. I don't know if abandoned is the right phrase. Uh, well, I can't talk. Abandoned is the wrong word. Just kind of ran out of time. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched a whole lot of TV lately anyway. Mm-hmm. And so Walking Dead was definitely one of our favorite shows for a long time. And uh, we haven't watched it for at least a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Like even trying to catch up old, old episodes that have yeah. long since passed now. Yeah. But Walking Dead... Or Fear the Walking Dead, rather. We uh, gave up on a while before that. I'd still like to catch up on both, but it's just really a matter of time. Right, yeah. Well, there's just so much entertainment out in the world nowadays, it's really hard to keep up with Quite everything you'd like to. Quite a that we have, mm-hmm. you guys. <laughs> so I've not watched the most recent episode of What If. Oh, okay. Um, but I've seen so I'm, so I'm behind one episode or whatever. Right. I'd um, love to watch that one, too. It's really good. But they've had, like, three different episodes... At least two, maybe three, where Hank Pym was the villain, mm. and it does not bode well for the upcoming Ant Man movie. <laughs> I'm like, they better not be laying the groundwork for him to be the big bad, right? For us to hate Hank Pym, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, well, you can go back to your recap. I don't even remember what we go off that tangent on. Um, Dorothy said that you know she would be better off with a man who was less than perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, that classic t- Dorothy line. <laughs> this spend time looking. I for don't the think that she did say that. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she says she better go get some rest because uh, they're meeting for lunch again uh, after she had just gotten home. Actually, so the girls ponder, you know, what they could have had, what they could have in common. It's almost as if she's cruising for D. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Or bruising, or both. <laughs> Depends how big it is. Right. Blanche suggests uh, it may be a case of opposites attract. Uh, Rose agrees, claiming that, uh, you know, or citing a case from St. Olaf of, uh, I think, Ollie and Brid- Bridget. Mm-hmm. It sounds right. Uh, she then proceeds to list <laughs> the many examples of how they were opposite to one another uh, before Sophia shuts her up. She comments that, you know, they even sang in a talent show following a herring juggling act in which the herring themselves juggled very tiny knives. Throws it. Go ahead. Yeah, it was a stupid story, but I enjoyed it. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, she was like, she said that it was the herrings that did the juggling, tiny little Ginsu's knives, really very dangerous. <laughs> I mean, one false move and they could have filleted themselves, which I just like that line. I don't yeah. know. It, like I said, it wasn't like a super smart line or anything <laughs> like that as far as comedy goes, but I enjoyed it. And then following the, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I think, the whole Ollie and Ingrid thing or whatever, I think they could have just skipped it. You know, I think she oh, could yeah. have been like, you know, hey, 
opposites attract, you know, look at me and Charlie. Mm-hmm. And then Sophia's like, oh, is Charlie a genius? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they needed to fill 30 seconds and not 12 <laughs> or 10. <laughs> but then we would have had more time with Eddie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, Sophia, My biggest regret about Eddie's performance is the fact that, like, we never see him talking dirty to oh. Dorothy. <laughs> Just to hear Piglet, like, yeah. being naughty. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Is he the voice of Piglet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and for, like, 40 years or something yeah. like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't look up any of that yeah. stuff this, this time, so. Well, we'll get to that near the end. I think he just made my whole day. <laughs> I mean, it all makes sense now. I'll be real honest. Steve's like, you like, pay me to talk about this episode, not research it. <laughs> he, he is the human piglet. I mean, like, to see the character himself, yeah, I mean, yeah. that, that makes total sense. So anyway, yeah, so they're like, you know, oh, the, the fish could play themselves. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia simply looks up at, at Rose and says, I hate you. Yeah. And then with that, we're getting ready to go to Florida. And um, I was talking to my wife or whatever, and she said something about, oh, we're going to get down there. And um, first thing I'm going to do is get me some surf and turf. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so a McDouble and a flail fish <laughs> Man, that sounds good. <laughs> Living like kings. Exactly. <laughs> she did not find that as amusing as I did. I think it's pretty great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but there's a slight pause, and then Rose continues. <laughs> and it kind of fades off when right. the scene ends. And then the, we got a scene change again. The doorbell rings, and Blanche lets in uh, two girls uh, from the Be a Pal program mm-hmm. named Jackie and Marla. Jack, Jackie instantly uh, compliments Blanche as, uh, as being pretty. And Blanche claims her as her own, deciding that Marla would now hang out with Rose. Right. Kind of endears herself to her. Uh, they sit on the couch together and ask the girls uh, what they'd like to do. They ask if they can go to see a movie, and Rose suggests a few kid-friendly options. But Jackie uh, uh, asks if they can go see Tequila Sunrise, as Mel Gibson apparently takes off his shirt a lot. Now, a little foreshadowing for the young ladies these two turn out to be. <laughs> True. Uh, this further, of course, strengthens her bond with Blanche. Or Blanche suggests they follow her to the room and she'll show how she applies her makeup to transform herself into a fresh-faced, innocent young thing. Rose uh, stops her and asks her if she can skip the, quote, innocent part as the show starts in only two hours. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy enters and asks if uh, Blanche is around as she needs to talk to someone. Rose kind of looks a little bit hurt uh, that she doesn't want to talk to her because uh, she's obviously got something to discuss. Right. But uh, Dorothy says, oh, I'm sorry, you know, and sits down with her and explains that uh, her relationship with Eddie apparently is purely physical and that uh, he is the greatest lover she's ever had. Uh, Rose doubts that he's being honest, having seen the guy. Right. But uh, Dorothy insists it's true, but that the only thing they have in common is under the sheets. Rose asks, what's under the sheets? (laughs) (laughs) I think she says a cappuccino machine, right? Right, yeah. Uh, Dorothy has has to then specify that they uh, they don't go out to dinner or to movies. They just have sex, and it's terrific. Right. Rose even says like, and cappuccino too. Yeah, all that and cappuccino too. Well, what's the problem? <laughs> I really <laughs> like that line. Rose asks what the problem is, but Dorothy says there is no problem. That she just wanted to talk about how great <laughs> things are going. Uh, she asks Rose not to tell anyone though, which seems odd because she was going to tell Blanche. Right. But uh, really, I think what it is, she doesn't want her mom to know. Right. As, poss- as people may not understand you know, that type of relationship, 
Rose insists, though, that she can keep a secret. And then she asks, you know, do you know what nylon means in Norwegian? And she says, what? I'm not telling. Mm-hmm. And has a self-satisfied smile there. All right. Uh, we change scene again. Dorothy comes into the living room uh, where the girls are sitting. She asks to borrow Blanche's earrings. Blanche agrees, but says, oh, those are designed for petite ears. <laughs> Dorothy comments that, oh, she'll just have to make do until Disney unveils the Dumbo line. <laughs> right. Uh, she gra- she goes to grab uh, food before Eddie arrives, saying that you know when they're together, they just never seem to have time to eat. Uh, Blanche says, there's something rotten in the state of Denmark. Classic line, right? Mm-hmm. Rose chimes in with, it's the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> They refuse to use preservatives. Yeah. yeah. That was another Rose line I enjoyed. She I had a lot of uh, solid lines in this one. Uh, she clarifies that uh, Dorothy's relationship to Eddie is odd. Sophia agrees and kind of walks into the kitchen to find out why. Meanwhile, Rose laughs that Dorothy will never tell her secret and instantly realizes what she had said. Mm. Blanche then instantly descends on Rose trying to pry the information out of her. Uh, seconds later... Uh, she bursts in the kitchen asking Dorothy, Eddie's a love machine? <laughs> uh, Rose follows in explaining that she held out as long as she could, but Blanche had threatened to tickle her. Uh, Sophia condemns the physical relationship, saying that it's not right for Dorothy. Dorothy angrily tells her mother that she's always telling her what to do, but this time she's not going to listen to her advice, uh, but she's going to do what she feels is right for her. Mm-hmm. She then stomps out of the kitchen. That's in that scene. We see Rose and uh, Blanche are now in the, uh, uh, with Jackie and Marla at the mall. Right. Uh, the two young girls show up holding a large green bag and saying that uh, they were away for a moment helping uh, some elderly people onto the escalator. Mm-hmm. It seems like, uh, I don't know, a pretty shitty excuse. How, many, how long would it take you? What <laughs> line of elderly people would you have that would need to continue to be helped onto maybe, maybe an escalator? Maybe it was like an elderly group from, uh, from the Shady Pines. Yeah, we'll it say. could be. And then I guess are you just taking each of their hands and hoping that it turns out well at the end? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Are your shoes tied? Okay. It's like that escalator to heaven from The Simpsons. Right. (laughs) And it just falls off at the end. Exactly. Yeah, would it be more helpful to help on or off? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would think off. Um, Although I I guess both, really. Maybe maybe one of the bottom, one of the top is what you really need. Uh, Possibly, yeah. I can see that. Uh, Was it Mall Rats, where the kid was riding alone on the escalator? And uh, was it Brody? Condemned it? Do you guys, do you just no, that? I don't remember it's it. It's like that kid is back on the escalator. Oh. <laughs> and he says something like, uh, he hopes the kid gets like mauled by it or something. <laughs> yeah. Says the mother should have to endure that. Exactly. Not a year goes by. Not a year when I don't read about some kid <laughs> getting mauled by an escalator. It all could have been avoided if some parent, I don't care which one, but some parent <laughs> would have taught that kid to fear and respect that escalator. Man, he has it down. Yeah, he really does. I just brought it up. He like ran with it. I've seen that movie more times than I probably should have. <laughs> Kevin Smith thanks you. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. Uh, the two girls ask if they uh, if they'll you know hold the bag for a while, where they go toss some pennies into a fountain and make wishes. I think uh, Marley even says to Rose that she's gonna wish that they're friends forever. Mm-hmm. Rose and Blanche tell them that's totally fine. They'll meet him at the car. But then while exiting the store, uh, congratulating themselves on you know what good influences they've been. They pass uh, through one of the t- theft, theft detection systems, and the alarm, of course, goes off. Mm-hmm. 
Security stops them to inspect the bag. Uh, we change scene again. We see Rose and Blanche shuffling in the kitchen the next morning, having spent the night in jail. Dorothy, uh, having just gotten home as well, says that she thought that they were both still sleeping. Uh, they ask why she didn't answer. Oh, she asked, they asked why she didn't answer the phone, but she said she'd just gotten home, but that she was out with uh, Eddie all evening. She adds that uh, Sophia probably didn't answer as well because she assumed it would be Dorothy and refused to answer as part of a guilt trip that she's been uh, kind of keeping on for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she would even get surgery, occasionally even unnecessary surgery, just to reveal it later to make her feel guilty. <laughs> right. Sophia enters the kitchen and sarcastically tells the girls that, you know, if they're only going to be here during the day, that she'd like to get uh, one of those little life alert bracelets. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Uh, yeah, in case of emergency while they're gone. Dorothy tells her mother that, uh, yep, you're not going to make me uh, feel guilty about spending time with Eddie. Sophia protests that, you know, I can make you feel guilty about uh, bombing Pearl Harbor if I wanted to. <laughs> she continues saying that there isn't anything wrong with a physical relationship, but what she was trying to tell her the day before was that it wasn't good for her. Right. That she's a loving and caring person, and that ultimately that type of arrangement would not be enough for her, and she'd end up getting hurt. However, if she thinks she can really handle that, then you know, look her in the eye and tell her so. Dorothy then you know tries, and uh, I guess she says it at first, right? But then right. she says both eyes. Yeah. I don't know. Can you look at someone in both eyes? Uh, I mean, I feel like when you're focusing, you're focusing on one or the other. I mean, I can look towards you, towards your eyes, but I'm not really staring. I'm staring into one eye if I'm staring in your eyes, not into both. I think it just depends upon the distance. I think if you get right up on it, then, yeah, you can look at both. Any I don't know. Then I feel like it starts to get blurred. If, if you could look at both eyes <laughs> at the same time, then I feel mm-hmm. like it's blurred. But yeah. Well, regardless of what she meant, <laughs> right. uh, the second attempt she fails is, ah, I know you're right. I, I know, guess I, like I always to, knew you were right. I like to stare into Ski's eyes until I can see the schooner. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sailboat is a schooner. Our schooner is a sailboat. Uh, but so, yeah, she's like, she knew she was uh, right. And uh, she so Dorothy admits that her mother is correct and that she'll have to, quote, taper off the relationship. <laughs> right. Which I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. Sophia I like then, the fact that she describes her relationship like it's a turd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sophia gives her a stink eye and Dorothy says, all right, I'll end it. Uh, we change the scene again. Uh, Blanche and Rose have their uh, two young <laughs> pals uh, mm-hmm. sitting on the couch telling them that, you know, they'll have to go to court and tell the truth. Uh, they explain that uh, they'd like to help, but most of the judges in the juvenile court system know them. Right. And they'd really prefer to stay out of trouble. Uh, Blanche tells them that they won't uh, be their patsies. And Rose tells them that, oh, yeah, maybe some cookies and milk would change your mind. <laughs> and then she heads to the uh, kitchen to go get some. Uh, while she's out of the room, Blanche offers them a $50 bribe uh, to go ahead and tell the truth in court. Marley suggests that she make it 150 each. Mm-hmm. Blanche uh, begrudgingly agrees as she writes a check and escorts them out the door. Meanwhile, Dorothy had walked in and she saw that whole ordeal. Uh, she tells Blanche that she can't believe she paid him off, but uh, Blanche says, don't worry. And that check was written on our vacation account that closed last week. Yeah, that was well done by Blanche. Um, mm-hmm. There's one little thing that happened in the prior scene that, I, I don't know, it was just something I noticed. Uh, but Rose was getting orange juice out of the refrigerator, mm-hmm. you know, when they were talking, basically when Sophia was convincing Dorothy to end things, uh-huh. you know, with Ernie. 
Um, and she completely spilled a significant portion of it onto the floor. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as the acting veteran she is, <laughs> just kept on going, didn't, mm-hmm. didn't interrupt I the didn't scene at all. I didn't catch that. Yeah. 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 I mean, she kind of glances down at it, but then just keeps on going. I was like, that's yeah. Betty White for you right there. She knows how to act. Yeah. <laughs> was the one she sent a picture? Or yeah, it was in a picture. Yeah. yeah. I always hate that when I see, like, people pull, like, on TV pull like a pitcher of orange juice or milk out of the fridge and right. there's like no lid on it or anything it's yeah. like, you just leave that shit exposed <laughs> to the air yeah i know exactly I, <laughs> I don't know maybe it was a little more common back in the 80s um when there wasn't as many uh plastic you know millions of plastic uh containers that were available as we yeah. have now yeah but it still came from the store in something well uh, yeah that's true unless they got it in concentrate and yeah then, that's probably and then mixed it in Possibly. the pitcher yeah. pretty common back then what, what? Fine, I'll give you that milk, orange juice, but not the milk. Yeah, oh, You're definitely not, not the milk. Yeah. Those are buying powdered milk and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> making it themselves. Yeah, and exposed milk is even more disgusting than the mm-hmm. idea of exposed exactly. juice. Yeah, I think it would go bad a lot faster. Yeah. Did you guys know that a lot of uh, milk containers are, are colored white or uh, and sometimes brown like it's chocolate milk? Uh, and then actually, cartons are better because uh, the light from your fridge will actually curdle the milk first faster yeah yeah i did hear that before they started making the because it used to be the gallons were all clear mm-hmm. um but then they started coloring them to help to slow the slow the rotting process <laughs> seems to me like it would have been easier to make it so the refrigerator turns off the light when you close the door <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh what about the parties that the you know grapes are having with the carrots that's right the insure i've seen a commercial for insure there he was like directing the party even mm-hmm. isn't insure like the the diet thing or something yeah yeah no, i thought insure was like the old person drink yeah like, like it's like the protein drink it's yeah both. exactly yeah. so maybe i'm thinking of something else I no know. it could have been insure yeah i mean totally could have yeah, been though you can party and even when you're old if you drink insure <laughs> okay. are you allowed to expose direct sunlight against that yogurt that makes jamie lee curtis poop uh, i don't know i mean <laughs> i i think you have a 20% smaller bowel movement if you do. <laughs> so. I think we hit our quota of butt stuff of the week. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Jennifer. <laughs> well, Jennifer's not the one who enjoys the butt stuff. It's Trisha. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Jennifer Sorry. may as well. She, she you, said you that don't she know. does. Did, did she specifically say she enjoyed it? <laughs> oh, she, she enjoys it. Or the, just like, the, okay, there humor. it is again. Fair enough. The butt stuff humor. Okay. <laughs> Trisha did not <laughs> specify that she enjoyed the butt stuff. Yeah. I don't want to. You know, <laughs> make that assumption. Out. Put put words in her mouth <laughs> or stuff nice elsewhere. Listeners and you're sullying their good name. <laughs> Listen, I have no uh, no knowledge of anybody's sexual preferences of any kind that listen to our show. Just some of the the whoa hum- whoa whoa sex. <laughs> <laughs> Just some of the humor they enjoy. So, but yeah, that's true. Brent wasn't talking about uh, sex stuff anyway. He was talking about. Poop butt stuff. <laughs> Completely exactly. different category. Exactly. <laughs> Talk about going out through the outdoor, <laughs> not in through the outdoor. I think everybody enjoys regularity, so <laughs> regardless of. Uh, <laughs> he did make the Activia joke, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, she wrote that uh, basically fraudulent check to yeah. the girls, <laughs> which was a baller move. I think that was my favorite line of the movie or the episode. It was a baller move, but technically it would still be illegal. She did float a. a, a fake check she's already spent the night in jail for shoplifting and for prostitution (laughs) check fraud (laughs) i mean surprised she passed her background check to be a pal that's true now in her defense though we don't know that she put her uh signature on it 
And since the uh, since the uh, account was closed, I don't know. I think it's still I think it's still legal. You're still passing a phony check. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. if you signed it with your own well, name or not. Here's so here's the I real. I write you a million dollar check and sign Alan's here's, name to it. It's here's the real kicker wrong. though. Is it is it doubly legal or is it even illegal at all? Since she was giving it as a payment for extortion. I would say doubly illegal. I mean, it's a bribe and a and a false check. Um, so, <laughs> but I don't think it's extortion. I, I think the extortion would be the girl, you know, who who demanded it. So she's the yeah, one. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but she's paying it, pay, quote unquote, paying it out oh, as okay. a dummy check, as as paying for extortion. Well, I guess it was it extortion or bribery, or do both get in trouble? First, it was bribery, mm, and then it was then extortion because she asked for more. She upped it, yeah. Fair. Uh, Rose comes in and asks uh, where the girls are. Blanche tells him that they had a change of heart. <laughs> uh, the doorbell rings, and uh, Dorothy knows it's probably Eddie. She was expecting him, uh, but is nervous about breaking things off with him. Uh, Blanche reminds him that uh, he's just a man, like all the other men that have dumped you in over the past years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she opens the door and instantly swoons over the small, odd man, even though uh, even getting weak from a small mouth movement that he's making, uh, which turns out to just be an attempt to dislodge a poppy seed from his teeth. Right. Blanche then jumps in uh, to help, seeing that she's getting a little uh, woozy on that, and suddenly ta- is taken by his cologne. Mm-hmm. But Eddie tells her that he's not wearing any, but that's just his natural scent, and it gets a little intense when he gets sweaty. Right. He's got a nice natural musk to himself. <laughs> he, she like even a says T-bone. Yeah. <laughs> I think she even says musk, doesn't yeah. she? Maybe she did, yeah. Uh, seeing the situation is problematic, Rose then interjects and tells them you know, flat out that Dorothy is done with him, uh, but that she can't understand why, as he has such adorable ears. <laughs> uh, Eddie stands up and you know, gets some distance from the girls. He explains that uh, you know his entire life this has happened. He's always uh, driving women crazy, despite his plain appearance. Uh, he cites the things that he does. The way I look at a woman, the way I make love to a woman, the way I kiss a woman, the way I make love to a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose points out that he had mentioned that twice, and he replies, I know, it's my favorite. <laughs> he tells Dorothy that you know he understands you know that she wants to end things, that the good ones always do. Right. That uh, they always want more than unbridled ecstasy out of a relationship. Uh, he then breaks free of uh, Blanche and Rose, who had kind of also huddled against him again, and he makes his way to the door. Dorothy implores him that uh, maybe they can see each other just as friends on occasion. Uh, he insists that that won't work and says it's like trying to eat just one potato chip. Mm-hmm. She kind of gives him a, an understanding nod. <laughs> he then opens the door to leave as Sophia is walking up. Sophia comments that uh, she'd never noticed that beauty mark on his neck. When he asks what she means, she hops onto him. <laughs> right. And I guess it starts kissing his neck. Uh, maybe. Uh, he stumbles backward through the door with Sophia on top of him, and the girls kind of follow him outside. Mm-hmm. And that is the episode. Yeah, it's a solid one. We had a yeah. f- four guest directors in that one. Mm-hmm. I'll start. I'll go from uh, least to best, uh, or least to most impactful. Mm-hmm. So there was a uh, Sean Washington. She played Marla. Mm-hmm. Uh, two titles to her name. This is uh, only Golden Girls. Um, Stephanie Rydell played Jackie. Uh, 17 titles to her name. Uh, she had a few interesting ones like uh, Punky Brewster and whatnot, but mm-hmm. this is her only Golden Girls. Then we had Tom Simmons. He was the security guard. 
Uh, seven titles to his name. Most importantly, he was a cop on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm, so nice. someone from not not exactly the MCU, MCU adjacent anyway. Yeah. And, you're, then, and you're wearing a S.H.I.E.L.D. I shirt am. right now. I'm wearing an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. shirt right now. Um, this was his only Golden Girls also. And then, of course, the uh, the only real uh, important guest actor, uh, John Fiedler, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie, which I, I kind of wondered as I was watching this show, did it ever bother you when they were talking about how he's such a sex machine that, you know, your de facto son-in-law is named Eddie also? <sighs> I just, I don't know. I, I held my tongue all the way up till the end, so I feel like I am a hero. <laughs> a hero. <laughs> so, um but he has 225 titles this name. A lot of them are as Piglet. He played. <laughs> it's funny because I was like, oh, he played Piglet from this year to this year. And then I kept going further back in yeah. his, uh, and just kept going further and further back. I think yeah. it ended up being uh, 37 years he played Piglet. Wow. Um, to 1968 to 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also had 17 episodes of the Bob Newhart show mm-hmm. as uh, Mr. Emil Peterson. Mm-hmm. I do remember him in that as well. And uh, our last episode had a guest who had been in a lot of Star Trek, but no original series. Well, he <laughs> ha- was Hengist, whoever that is, in the original series of Star Trek. Um, oh, and then also I thought it was interesting. In 1985, he prepared for his role in Stephen King's Golden Tales. <laughs> so I imagine that he used that to help him, you know, get the chops ready for Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think so. so. Uh, but anyways, and this was his only Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ski... Who was your MVP for this episode? Um, I gave it to Blanche, mostly because of the uh, the way she uh, got the punks in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, she did a good she job. Played him good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Brent? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm I'm usually very reluctant to give the MVP to a guest actor that isn't in more of the episode <laughs> than he is. Yeah. But just what he was in, he stole every scene. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Gotta feed you. Yeah. Come on, Roberta. Yeah. He <laughs> exactly. was a good, yeah. yeah. So. I very, I kind of struggled on that one myself. I mean, Blanche, I think, did a good performance as well. But uh, Eddie, Eddie edged her out for me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, how many slices of cheesecake for you, Brent? Uh, six and a half. Six and a half? And for you, Ski? Five. Oh, you didn't love oh. it as much? Enjoyed it, obviously. I liked it, yeah. But uh, He just doesn't like a sexually active Eddie. <laughs> I can't blame him. <laughs> no good could come from that. <laughs> to be quite honest, what, what what soured me a little bit was the very end when they were all swooning on him at the same time. And I felt oh. it was, obviously it's a show, but it seemed <laughs> unre- unrealistic even for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh, they have all been after the same man before. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying like all of a sudden, like just looking like, oh. And even Sophia's at the very end seemed too much over the top for me. Mm. Fair enough, but uh, I don't know. I, I still think it was just the idea that you're like, hey, that's my daughter's man. Mm-hmm. So, but <laughs> <laughs> but so I, who do you think's uh, sexier? Um, the Eddie that was on the show or the Eddie that you, you know. Definitely the show. Oh, okay. Definitely. <laughs> he's got 37 years of piglet. What are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> All the bacon he's made in those years. <laughs> oh, man. The jokes I'd like to make, but I'll avoid. Um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so six and a half for me also. I mm-hmm. thought it was a really good episode. Um, not enough that I'd put it, like, in my pantheon, um, mm-hmm. but certainly good enough that I thought it was one of the better episodes of the season so far. Yeah. I think the season's actually on a nice streak right now, so it is, it hopefully is. that continues as we go along. Yeah. So, well, with uh, any anything else to add? Um, no. All right. Well, Can't think of anything either. Well, then stay golden, Coco. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at. Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. 
You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. So, oh, you want me? Okay, so we were 21. Me and James went out to Vegas. Mm-hmm. and uh, But uh, neither one of us were gamblers, really. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we Is it because you don't know when to hold them or when you fold them? No, nah, we're just not interested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, when he was 21, he, he didn't know when to run. He was an athletic young man at that point. <laughs> I'm sure when he was 21, he spent all his time holding them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, so, you know, we went out there and we decided, you know, one of the things we definitely want to do was go out and see, you know, some of the surrounding desert because yeah. we'd never been out west. Yeah. And saw you know totally different landscape out yeah. there. Uh, also, um, we actually did go to California for a few days mm-hmm. to visit with uh, his uncle Jim, okay. who he's named after, mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. Yep. And uh, so, but um, two of the places we wanted to go see that are out in the desert, uh, outside, kind of outskirts of Vegas. Mm-hmm. One was Red Rock Canyon. Okay. Now, we did that for a day. Yeah. We did a few you know hiking trails. Yeah. Uh, it's got also a big long drive-through thing, so we mm-hmm. kind of stop and take pictures. It was really cool. Yeah. And then uh, next day we were going to go out to some place called the Valley of Fire. Okay. And uh, it's got uh, old uh, Native American uh, petroglyphs and stuff on the walls, mm-hmm. wall, yeah. rock walls and stuff. Uh-huh. And, uh, again, a bunch of hiking trails you could take and such. Nice. Uh, but uh, we were going down the road that led to the opening. Mm-hmm. And off to the side we saw the sign that said, you know, travel at your own risk. Mm-hmm. Right? And we thought, well, that's hilarious. Right? Yeah. We're really out in the boonies here, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we park the car, mm-hmm. get out, and take pictures with the sign. Mm-hmm. But our dumbness doesn't end there. We're like, mm-hmm. you know what? We should go down that road just to see what's back there. Right. So we go back a ways. Mm-hmm. And no sign's going to tell me to be safe. That's yeah. absolutely <laughs> correct, apparently. And yeah, what kind of a bitch do you think I am? Exactly. <laughs> I was 21, young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> and with my dude friend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we go back a ways, and we must have been driving for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we passed, like, you know, some cool rock Dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> like feet sticking out of the sand. Uh-huh. Right, right. Uh, we did actually pass. I remember seeing, like, some old mining equipment, mm. like abandoned stuff on the side of the road. And we drove back past that even. And then uh, James kind of looked up and saw like a little cave type feature mm-hmm. in one okay. of the rocks. Yeah. He said, hey, we should get out and look at that. That'd be cool. And so, yeah, that's, that's neat. Mm-hmm. So he kind of pulled off the side of the road. And instantly, as mm-hmm. soon as he pulls off the side of the road, we realize like <sighs> we could feel the back of the uh, Jeep kind of sink into the mm-hmm. ground, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. All right. So he hits, uh, he tries to, to hit the gas a little bit and sinks us further into. It was essentially loose gravel, right? Okay. So we get out, and we try to, you know, first just kind of dig out the car. Mm-hmm. I try to maybe push it. Uh, nothing's nothing's working. Mm-hmm. Um, flash forward, we try all number of things, like trying to lift the car, mm-hmm. trying to dig out the, all four wheels, mm-hmm. trying to uh, you know, do combinations of things. The, the car did not come with a manual, mm-hmm. did not come with a, a, a jack, because mm-hmm. if we could have – Raised at the back, I think we probably would have had a better chance. Yeah. But we worked out there for hours. Mm-hmm. Trying to get the rocks off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
at the end, I had blisters literally on every fingertip. That's par for the course. <laughs> <It was laughs> That's that saying a lot, because normally <laughs> at 21, those things are callous to shit. Exactly. <laughs> so. Fingertips, Alan. Right. Fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think you should overestimate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was like 120 degrees out there. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, it's a dry heat. <laughs> at so. night? No, this no, is daytime, day. right? Okay, gotcha. I thought you said it was at nighttime. And... Okay. Maybe I don't I remember saying that. If I did, I, I apologize. Okay. But uh, definitely... I assumed it was like pitch black. and you... <laughs> Blister, Blistering heat of day. Okay. <laughs> Middle of the desert. Gotcha. Okay. In a place that's renowned for its heat, by right. the way. Yeah. And so... And this is... And they're 21, so this is pre-cell phones yeah. for us. Um, and yeah. regardless, I think this would probably have been out of range enough where even if we had cell phones, we would have been mm-hmm. far enough off the grid. Yeah, perhaps. So we're we're definitely stuck, and like I said, we try all number of things. Uh, James is probably better now than he was back then, but he was a bit of a doomsayer uh-huh. back in the day where he lost faith pretty easy. <laughs> well, he spent 20 years looking in the eyes of death. <laughs> <laughs> now it's his soul that's calloused. <laughs> that's right. But uh, so... He was like talking like while well, I was trying to like dig on, out the tires and stuff. He's like, "Oh man, we're gonna stranded out here. Uh, you know, coyotes gonna come get us. <laughs> it's gonna get dark." And we had planned for a few hours, so we brought water with us, but we didn't bring a lot of water with us, yeah, because we didn't plan on being away from the car for yeah. hours and hours. Uh, so I mean, at some point we were getting really low on on water. I think we eventually did run out. So how much of your own urine did you drink before you got out? Tons, man. I'll tell you what. I, was, I wasn't even thirsty. <laughs> James just kept peeing. I was like, yeah. dude, I'm, I'm good. Did you ask if you just drink straight from the faucet? Well, what else would you do? <laughs> you don't want to lose a drop in that transfer process. Yeah, but uh, so, yeah, he was he was getting a little, uh, we'll say, concerned about our chances of getting out. Uh, eventually what we end up doing is I, I grabbed some really large rocks and dragged mm-hmm. them over and I kind of hammered them underneath each tire. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the process, um, he did put it in four wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure we wrecked the, the freaking, uh, mm-hmm. transmission on that because he didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. He was unfamiliar with the process. Yeah. And at some point, like in the, the process of looking, uh, for a jack or something, the back hatch mm-hmm. would not close. Mm-hmm. It just, Totally unrelated to anything we had done, just wouldn't close. Uh, oh, it, it wouldn't latch. Sorry, I mean, oh, okay. kind of lay down, but like it was clearly not closing and latching. Right. Um, Plenty of room for a coyote to oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. its way in. But uh, you know, some of the things that we used to try and get uh, traction on the tires is we uh, used, uh, as you had mentioned in uh, a recent uh, episode about Vegas, or not about Vegas, but we talked about Vegas. They hand you out the little pamphlets, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. And I said back then when we went. Took a lot of uh, yeah. of those uh, handouts. Well, we had them just sitting in the car. I thought it was hilarious, mm-hmm. but we thought, well, maybe t- paper would be better than you know. Yeah, give some traction, maybe some traction, you know, or, or combine with the rocks to maybe. Uh-huh. Well, no, <laughs> zipped them right out of the back. <laughs> uh, we'll say, well, what else we have that's you know got some some grit to it? Oh, floor mats. Mm. Flo- nope, nope, zipped them right out the back too. <laughs> tore big holes in them, yeah. so we just left them in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I had a clipboard because, you know, I, I used to draw a lot more than I do now. Uh-huh. So we tried that. It zipped it right out the back, too. Mm-hmm. 
nothing was working until mm-hmm. we finally, like I said, got some really big rocks mm-hmm. and kind of wedged them underneath each four tire, uh-huh. still in four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. And I used another hammer to kind of like like mm-hmm. hammer pound them in between to yeah. wedge them real good. And then finally uh, I said, okay, gun it. Mm-hmm. He put it still in four-wheel drive, pulled right out onto the road. Mm-hmm. It uh, drove like maybe 20 feet. He jumped out of the car, like jump up and down like, ah! And the car kept going. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> then it ran out of gas. Straight off the cliff. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he yelled something about how he's going to name his first uh, born child after me. <laughs> Freaking that did not happen. It did not happen, yeah. But, uh, that would have been a rough, uh, a rough burden for that young lady to, <laughs> <laughs> to endure. So we got back in the car, uh, got back to the uh, interstate. We didn't even go to the Valley of Fire. Uh, but I mean, we we end up grabbing uh, some big old water bottles at the nearest uh, mm-hmm. like uh, gas station. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girls could tell we must have looked pretty rough, mm-hmm. and said, "Where have you guys been?" And we told them, "As they, oh yeah, no one ever goes back there. <laughs> you guys have been in big trouble." Didn't you see the sign that told you not to? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so uh, yeah, and then uh, we got back in the car and just drove back to the uh, hotel. Got cleaned up. I'm pretty sure he drove it like 75 miles an hour, still in four-wheel drive, which is mm-hmm. oh. not a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went and we turned the car back in, uh, told him about the hatch, and they gave us a new car. Oh, very nice. <laughs> a new truck. Uh, and that's what we used for the rest of the trip. But uh, So, yeah, we traded in this uh, car that we'd wrecked probably pretty badly. <laughs> Left a giant mess of, like, like tons of porno, like <laughs> mag type stuff, mm-hmm. uh, torn up uh, floor mats. And I think we even took the clipboard and wrote the date on there and shoved wow. it in a rock. <laughs> so it looked like so a park rangers could be like, what kind of debauchery occurred <laughs> here? Well, it almost looked like a, a marked grave. <laughs> <laughs> and so we vowed that you know, one day we'll go back, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we went clean back. up your mess. <laughs> no, no. Just admire it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we did go uh, back to the Valley of Fire mm-hmm. this trip as well, yeah. uh, but we there is no sign. We didn't see it. We did look the entire path, you know, while we were driving. Mm-hmm. We we're convinced we know where the sign used to be, mm-hmm. but we did not go down that uh, that mm-hmm. forbidden path this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. I'm glad that you guys survived. That would have been a sad, <laughs> sad tale <laughs> if uh, it had ended a different way. Yeah. They find you in the desert in each other's arms. Yep. <laughs> Well, and ultimately, if I, when I think back to it now, even <laughs> though we were 20 degrees, we had to stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does get cold in the evenings, but uh, <laughs> he was playing the head. Exactly. <laughs> he had his tearaway shirt on. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's high noon. And he's playing the waiting game. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, James, I think we're really stuck. There's no way we're getting out of here. I can totally imagine. Listen, James is a great guy in a lot of ways, um, but I can absolutely imagine this scenario where Ski's back there doing everything he can to push the car out, <laughs> like wedge stuff up, and James like, gun it? And then, you know, Ski's just got gravel in his face and teeth. He's like, no, no, not yet. Gun it? Okay. And then, you know, but it is thankful that you two survived. <laughs> um, lucky, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, I, I think about it now, and we were definitely miles back there. Mm-hmm. We totally could have made it, but it would probably have been dark or getting dark by the time we got to Oh, you mean if you would have walked your way back? Yeah. Like yeah. Well, but, the dark probably would have been. I don't. I don't know how prevalent coyotes are out there in the desert. I'm not sure either. But the dark probably would have been your friend um, because <laughs> of the heat. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it was so hot. Mm-hmm. I do remember that part. I'm mean, like touching the rocks mm-hmm. is what burned my hands. Yeah. So. Cool. 
I look back though; it's a great uh, story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the worst things that happen to you in your life turn out to be the best stories. <laughs> <laughs>